everybody. Welcome to the Heed Army podcast live. Um, I say it was quite a quite a game on Tuesday night. If you are there or if you listened in, uh, please do message us all about that. Fully interactive as ever. We've got a message in already, and I'm just going to put it up for the purpose of uh, there we go. James Gowland, he's put ah, read. So if you'd like to be like James Gowland, get interactive, send them messages, and we'll be able to talk to you about everything. Uh, we've also got a guest coming on from Dorking, a Dorking fan, James Lampard. We don't know if he's any relation to the, the famous Lampard football family. We'll ask him. Uh, we're also going to be joined by Mark Crovers as well. So obviously talking about the Notts County game and previewing the Dorking Wanderers game. And uh, say Mickey... It was a hell of an evening on Tuesday night. Uh, it was a million miles an hour, very entertaining. Um, nervous at the end, but you know we would have took a point beforehand. I think, in all honesty, well, I would have. Definitely, would. I would certainly definitely took a point. Uh, it was great. It was a really good game. Um, I, I know me and you spoke off air, but. I thought they would have scored long before they did. Where they had us penned back, yeah. But what a what a shift that team put in! What a shift! Well, that was Every the thing. Man, Jack. And I know a lot of people said, "Oh, well, we're pinned back. We'll put the highlights up in the background uh, where we're where we're talking about the game." Obviously, uh, keep sending your messages. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we were pinned back for large periods towards the end. But what a defensive display! And they only scored through an own goal. Let's let's remember that. Yes, they had pressure, but they weren't making Montgomery work, as in pulling off loads of saves. They weren't hitting the target. Yes, they had a lot of corners, but they weren't. But I mean, the own goal. I think there was three not county players behind Louis if he didn't touch it. Anyway. Yeah, but you know. I mean, I've seen a lot of stats have went up from their end on fan websites and things like that about how they dominated the game. Um, yes, those stats did heavily go up uh, with the corners that they had and things like that, but they weren't peppering the goal with shots. There were a lot of crosses, a lot of crosses, granted, but they weren't converting those. And uh, Gita took their chance, but I thought our possessional play and pressure in the first half was fantastic. I mean, you're going to look here, look at this, forcing them into mistakes. Fantastic! Just a shame that uh, see, and another day that would have flew over the goalkeeper. That would have went the other side of the post. But yeah, just I mean, how we the, the way the lads went at them, they weren't expecting that. Not County, I know for a fact they weren't. You could see they were at six and sevens for the first twenty-five minutes. They didn't like the pressure, and also as well, <laughs> I mean, Macaulay Langstaff, I love him, but I was over the moon to see they had him isolated up there by himself. You know, I mean, he had to go up the wing there to get the ball. He's not anywhere in the centre to receive the ball, you know. Um, so their threat wasn't the greatest. There we go. Bodies in front of the line. Great stuff. Good defending. Putting the body in front of the ball. But yeah, no, it, it was one of them things where you felt very much in the game. And, you know, second half come out. You couldn't have asked for a better start, could you, Mickey? Oh, <laughs> I mean, uh, after witnessing the first half, um, I mean, I've read most of what, and I've spoke a lot to Notts County fans, and I do not believe the Notts County were as bad as they're making out to be. Um, yeah. To me, the, the wasting Mac playing in between the posts, you we've seen what, what gets the best of Macaulay, let him, let him roam on the wings, get the ball in, you can get into the box and have your shots. You can bring people into the game. As soon as they need to get Ked back and get Ked as centre forward, and if they have got Rodriguez and McCauley, they they'll score goals either 
or either side. But the second half for us, I I just looked up when I seen the ball get knocked back, and I just seen Tom Allen racing on. I'm thinking, please. Yeah. Well, what a, well, what a finish on, that on, was! On the commentary, on the highlights, I mean Paul Blackett as well. I mean, let's not forget the shift Paul Blackett put in on. Yeah. Uh, um, on the highlights, you'll notice I go quiet on the commentary because Mark was asking us a question. He had written down on it on his phone and shown us on the screen. And I was trying to read that, and as as you say, the ball was loft, uh, hit over the top. Uh, Cameron didn't d- deal with it well, and lovely finish from Tom Allen. It looked like there was only going to be one one result when he got through on goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fantastic. But also, can we just talk about uh, Kyle Cameron as well? Hey, I've seen some play acting in my time. Um, you know, for a, so- you know what it is for a, such a big bloke. Why is he? He's a six foot four, six foot five muckle centre half. Mm-hmm. And the way he was going doom was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, uh, they didn't show the second uh, one that he went down within a few minutes where he's. He's slapping the floor and 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 twitching like he, he was under a voodoo spell, you know. Yeah. And then gets up, and walks away, takes a free kick. Then it happens again, and he's twitching again and shaking and slapping the floor. I thought the referee was generally going to book him for it um, because he just got up and took the free kick. That one there. I don't know, but there he is. Look, he's him writhing. There he is. He's writhing. He's twitching. Oh, there he's slapping the ground. Oh, oh. You know, I, I don't, you know, doubt there might be in contact. Yes, you end up with a yellow card. Only uh, uh, Campbell will know if he caught him or not. But there you go. Look, he's all right. And oh, he's all right walking about compared to the twitching and writhing we just seen on the floor. And then he did it again. It, obviously, it's something that didn't make the highlights, but he did it again uh, moments later. And I just thought the play acting was just let himself down for the captain. But he got his just rewards here. There we go. Beautiful finish. Lovely way for Tom Allen to open in his account. I just think they, they thought, well, how would that the days turn up? We would lie there, put yeah. our legs in the air, get our belly tickled. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they've invested heavily in the team. We got, was it? You've got to win the battle. Yeah. Before you win the game, you know what I mean? It's, it's, that stroke that lifted into the back of the net. That was beautiful there. There he is. He's got his Shira celebration. Now I believe there's another one. There we go. Arms out. He's getting all the photography he wants. And he <laughs> can put escape. Look at that. It's, I, like I say, I don't think there is they were as bad as not County fans made out to be. But yeah, I just thought it was a, it was a, a very competitive, fast game. And was it was a good game? Apart from I, the bloody floodlights, where you couldn't tell who was who had halfway through. <laughs> Something needs to get done with them floodlights and quick. Yeah. Um, Charles Worth, we've got another one here. Notice how fast and physical the game was compared to last season. It was, it was a million miles an hour. I'm I'm surprised it lasted at that pace for the full game. Um there we go, could have been another goal there. Um we've got Mr. Luke. Hello, gents. Very glad how the lads played uh against one of the heavyweights in the National League, of course. Let's not forget their you know, yeah. one of the teams fancied to be up there. Shows us that we can play against these big teams in the National League and, and without a doubt we can. Um, give a great account of ourselves. Uh, Thomas Lovejoy, uh, Mickey put it so well. Langstaff needs speed and strength. Perfect left winger. He should be back at Gated and he feels like he's being wasted. <laughs> well, I don't know if I can match the wages at the minute. Uh, David Tron, evening lads. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, 
Tom Allen, uh, we've got uh, celebrations after the goal. Loved it. it yeah. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, yeah, he was a he was a softy. Uh, <laughs> Jack, <laughs> yeah, Jack, our uh, friend from Brackley's, but good evening. Poor start of the season for Brackley. Long way to go. Well, it's, it is a very early doors. Don't worry. I'm sure you've been back up the top near where he's <laughs> been for the last few years. Sarah Mall, uh, he got straight up and uh, took the free kick like nothing was a matter. Uh, yeah, yeah. coming again. Yeah, he knew exactly what he was doing. His reaction to the home fans at the tunnel at half-time, yes, he was. He's very lucky. He's a very lucky boy. But uh, I suppose when he, he mucked up in the first half, there that quickly quickly disappeared out of his game, funnily enough. Yeah. Um, he realised he had to concentrate on what was important. Yeah. And uh, see, the lad, see, the lad stood, stood firm, all these uh, attacks. And the name, the uh, right winger, was fantastic for um I done a fantastic job because yeah, that kid was like lightning. He was. I mean, I, I'm gonna give a special minute. I mean, we spoke didn't we, before we come on a bit on air about a few players. I mean, Ethan Pye, no wonder he got to come off a cramp. Uh, he put a shift in to cover all those runs by that tricky right winger, and also as well. I mean, Louis, fantastic, unfortunate with the own goal. Tinkler, man of the match, well deserved. Can't argue with it. Main man of the match would have been Kenton Richardson. I just thought he was yeah, phenomenal, and he played in two yeah. positions, just just unreal. Um, oof, there you can see, didn't get it on target though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, fantastic. It? Yeah, definitely, and you know, just the, the whole team, just to, the put as a collective unit. There was. No prima donnas, unlike a player that we'll see here in a minute. Chickson, fantastic player, utilised quite well in the second half. But then this man, Rodriguez, stopped passing to him in the last 10 minutes when he was in eight space on the left. Oh, pulled me mic out. So, uh, yeah, I was quite happy. Some with player that Rodriguez, mate. Sorry? He's some player that Rodriguez. He is, but he's very greedy, very greedy. And I think he was probably... Uh, Stopping them from creating more chances with his uh, greed in the, the last 10 minutes, I noticed. He kept put, cutting into the centre instead of trying to get the ball to Chickson uh, out on the left. But, yeah, no, great uh, result. Unbeaten. Three games yeah. in. Uh, if you had said that, yeah, it was unfortunate there. Monty didn't have much trouble. It was whipped in, wasn't it? And, uh, yeah, just... You can see the Notts County fans celebrating that one. Bit of relief on their end. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sport of some of them in the school now. They were a good bunch, to be fair. Yeah. You see. Uh, uh, I just thought they went right over the top with the criticism. Uh, and I noticed I was on today, and I noticed Wrexham's fans are pretty much the same as well. Oh, and they lost yeah. that Chesterfield, too. See, the good thing is we know our place in the footballing world. We'll take what we can get. See here, he could, he should have passed it out to the left wing. He's in acres of space. Even Bajami's telling him to pass it out to the left. Now Bajami gets the ball, gets it out to the left, but he just wouldn't do it. Uh, anyway, who cares? It's uh, <laughs> that's the end of that game. But uh, footage from Gates FC TV. Uh, do like and subscribe to them, and like and subscribe to us. We've had a real surge in uh likes and subscriptions so thank you very much hopefully we can reach more people the views are going up that's obviously because we're broadcasting more as well um but uh yeah keep it up everybody uh hopefully we can get more and more people uh in interacting and we're seeing more and more new people come along sorry good crowd for a midweek as well 
Yes, especially in the home end. With, it's there over 1,200. Yeah. Uh, 1800 altogether, so fantastic away support. Got to say that not uh, not County great away support. Yeah, support fantastic. that was really good. Um, so, so it added to the to the occasion as well. Seeing that stand full on the far side, Sam Pants were even uh, lads a hard earned point against a well established Notts County side. I thought we dealt with Langstaff well. Good to see Tom Allen get a goal. It was. Oh, it was. Uh, also good to uh, see them get a good reception. I didn't think they would get anything, but. Um, we've got uh, Craig Hilton, even lads. Are you okay? We're doing fine. Um, we've got Colin Scott, Monty, and the defense were excellent. They certainly were. They put a hell of a shift in. But the only thing, the only criticism I'd have of the night, Colin Scott wearing a, a Notts County shirt. You think his son played up front for them? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, well, I, we had Meg, Michael, and Allison next to us, and Colin was over the far side. So. Uh, we had to have one of the family over there supporting them. Uh, Thomas Lovejoy, please, uh, yeah, pleasing to see Monty playing well, really well again. It is, you know, and we were just talking about this before we come uh, before we came on air, Mickey. I mean, yeah. you kind of drop him at the minute, and you know, Langley is going to have to bide his time at the minute. You know, it's it's not a given that he's going to get the, the the start and slot. And Monty's looking like the old Monty. Not only that, he's, he's he's commanding the box and he's handling and punching away on Tuesday it's night. Fantastic! There's nothing you, other you didn't see. Um, and let's not forget the penalty save as well in the first game. You know, yeah. he's um, you know, he's back to the Monty we know and love. Um, so I say Langley's got some big gloves to fill to try and get in there. Uh, we've got this uh, another message here. We've got Christopher Story. I'd have taken three points from our first three home ga- uh, first three games. Hope for a win in one of our next two. Well, let's certainly hope so. That's the plan. They've got to win the games. Uh, Charles Wolf, Gator Council have done a great job in lighting up the running track with those extra lights in the stands. <laughs> done now on the pitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it did get a bit dark out there. I must admit. At, at one point in the middle of the second half, Dave. The ball dropped in midfield and between a Notts County player and a Gateshead player, and I, I genuinely didn't know who had the ball. The the, the strips didn't help either, though the lilac uh, and the grey shorts against the grey shirt wasn't a great combo. Right, uh, our first guest is lined up. We're just going to play a message from our sponsors and how to follow the show. We'll be back with you very shortly and keep their messages coming in. As you can see, we've got our first guest here with us now. We've got James Lampard. Can you hear us, James? Yep. All right, chaps. How's it going? Yeah, fantastic. Too bad, James, yourself? Yes, very well. Thanks, McKee. Yep. Oh, yeah. thank, you. thank you for joining us. Um, I say it, it's uh, been an exciting few years for yourselves uh, to get into the National League. Um, a hell of a story to start off with, of how far Dorkin have come in such a short period of time. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean... So I'm from Dorking um, and I know Mark. So I played for the club for a couple of years as well, back in the mid-2000s. Um, you know, if you 
looked at our story when he talks about the teams that played on the park where we used to drag the nets across the uh, the pitch to put the nets up and all that sort of thing when we were a park team. That was um, Dorking Wanderers when when I was playing. Yeah, and now look at us <laughs> going away to Oldham and being on BT Sport and being disappointed because we didn't get at least a point. <laughs> yeah, as I say, well, it seems like you've got the real life cheat codes for football manager at the minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. One of the story, isn't it, for the amount of levels that you've climbed in such a short period of time in retrospect. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. been amazing. Yeah. So what Mark like? Because he's a bit of a colourful character, isn't he? Yeah, he is. But um, I think people underestimate him as well. Um, he knows how to get the best out of all of those players that are at that club as well. Um, he's really good at motivating them and really good at um, noticing the little subtleties in individuals and how to set the teams up. And he's got good coaching staff around him as well. Um, not shy of binning people off if he doesn't think they're up to the job. Um, although saying that, we haven't had a massive turnover of players. We never do, you know, and I think that's one of the key things. That's why we've done so well. That's why we started off quite well, I think, because the core of that squad have been together for quite a few years now. So I think quite a lot of Oldham fans were saying after Saturday, you could really see that that was a squad that had been playing together for a few years, whereas theirs is um, pretty new because they've had lost so many players when they got relegated. And mm. you guys probably the same in that respect as well, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's uh, the last. There's a, there's a core of players that have been there for the last three, three and a half years. Mm. So it, it 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 really helps when you've got those players there playing at a certain level to bring in new players. They've got to get up to that level as well. So it, it all helps mm. if everyone's pulling in the right direction, doesn't it? But yeah. um, I say obviously your first season in the national league. Uh, we've obviously mm-hmm. just got back, but. What was your expectations coming into it? Is it everything you'd hoped for? or Yeah, it... yeah. It's been fun. It's been good fun so far. Um, first game against Chesterfield. You know, one of the things I noticed on that first game against Chesterfield was how many staff, backroom staff they had. You know, because they're just yeah. everywhere. Like I hung around at the club for a little bit after the game and everywhere I turned, there was somebody there wearing a Chesterfield polo shirt. Like Paul Cook yeah. was stood there. His backroom staff were there. There was like media team there. It was just people everywhere that are part of their, you know, match day squad and, and those sort of people that they take with them all, all over the place. So one of the things that I noticed immediately was the size of everybody that was involved in the team. Um, but obviously we got a point that day um, and then went to Oldham. And um, a little bit disappointed that we didn't get a result because we played really well. And then obviously Tuesday night, everything kind of came together. And that was a really good yeah. performance against Maidstone Tuesday. And it was difficult because we're part-time. Tuesday, uh, Saturday, a later kickoff, getting back uh, late or early Sunday morning. You know, these guys are then going into their jobs. And then yeah. we've got Maidstone again on Tuesday night. And the, and the way that they played on Tuesday night was brilliant, fully deserved. And no... You know, no sort of like um, heavy legs or players going through the motions yeah. at all. Really and energetic and and. Do you think that may performance. Uh, play against you this year? Because obviously, there's a lot of teams. There, and the majority of the teams, eighty percent, are full time mm. this year, and there's a lot of yeah. travel, long travel. Yeah. Them type of games are going to be the real ah, test. Of. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's um the sort of thing they just have to get used to. But I think it's kind of a case of getting enough points on the board to be safe in the division and then reassessing again where we go from after that, you know, um, staying in the league, consolidating in the league, um, upsetting some of those bigger clubs 
um, and then go from there. You know, if you're going to the same sort of places next year, maybe there's a sort of a thought process. Perhaps we need to go up the day before or perhaps we need to, you know, do something, you know, to, um, you know, sort of minimise the amount of long travelling on match days. You know, at at the Oldham game, the the team coach got there when they were having that procession with the brass band and everything. So the coach got slightly stuck and it had to deviate round. And yeah, so that's not ideal prep. But yeah. um, it just went yeah, over the. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully we won't um, get involved in any of that again. Yeah, it's yeah. the joys, joys of non-league, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and um, obviously, so what type of football do Dorking play? Is, is it strong? Is it uh, attacking? Is it flair? Or have you got a good mixture? I'd say all of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you guys see us on the TV last week at all? I've seen I the highlights. Yeah, I've so that's all I see. Yeah, so the way we played against Oldham last week is is in a is in a nutshell the way we play. We like to get the ball down um, and play football. You know, I did one of these last week with the guys from Oldham, and I told them that. And thankfully, we played in that exact way. We didn't, you know, we didn't go up there and then go long, and then let's leave, leave me there. Like, oh, what's happened there? We've never played like that before, and all of a sudden we've gone direct. But we didn't. We um we had the we we kept the ball on the ground. We kind of build up from the keeper the, with the three at the back that we play and we like to get wide and sort of utilize sort of an extra man in midfield and um that, that very was ourselves. so it should sound like it should be a fantastic game I'm yeah sorry. yeah let's hope so because i was i was watching your uh interview with your manager this after uh this evening that was put out and sounds yeah. like you play the same sort of way and and he was looking forward to the sort of tactical battle coming up against another team that played football in that sort yeah. of way yeah yeah. It, it's it's funny when you see teams are a bit more direct and physical that they don't know what to do for the first 10 20 minutes oh. when when the sea were you know dominating possession it's uh it's always quite nice to see especially when it's one of the bigger clubs uh that don't know how to yeah. rearrange against the street, yeah well that's though. the thing isn't it a lot of the clubs in the national league are known for that kind of physical style and they do like to go quite direct um and so it's when you come up against the teams that have come up like yourselves and like us who like to play football, um, it can shock them sometimes to see a, a sort of so-called smaller club playing in that way. Cause we've got no giants in our side either. You know, we have set pieces and it's like, if we need to work out a different sort of set piece routine, cause there's absolutely no point swinging it in the box or anything. Cause we haven't got really anybody in there. You know, you, you know, you normally send up big guys from the back or something, but we yeah. don't, Everybody's a, a sort of a ball. Everyone's a bit of a sort of a ball player, so we don't really have anybody that goes up, you know. So yeah. um, that's just because we used to have Jason Pryor, um, who uh, uh, left at the end of last season to stay in the National League South, and that was our kind of sort of outlet in terms of um, winning headers defensively. And he was a centre forward, obviously. But without that, we've slightly had to adapt our sort of the way we put balls in the box and stuff because of our our strikers now are, are not. Yeah. You know, over six foot, either of them really. Well, and we're uh, cancel, out, cancel each other out on Saturday by the sounds of it because uh, both play exactly the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just call it a draw now, me as well. Save you, save you on the travelling. Yeah, yeah. We'll um, take a point each, home and away, and then we'll just, you know, leave the yeah, travelling out and save the budget. We'll, we'll just upset the big teams. Else. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That sounds like a fair. That sounds like a fair offer. Yeah. <laughs> you before that, you had the the game on TV. You, you lucky swains. I think you may get more of them <laughs> than what we will because they don't like to travel up north. Uh, we we know that for a fact. 
Um, but yeah. that must have been nice, especially when you get into the league and then you're on TV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the bloody 20 past five <coughs> kickoff played havoc with like leaving because yeah. I drove up there. So it's like, what time should we leave? Got up there quite early. But there was loads, as I said, going on around the ground. So thankfully, the time passed quite quickly. But um, yeah, it was good. Um, and I think just given us that exposure, because we've never had a decent cup run, which is, I know, something that Mark really wants. So we've never had a TV sort of game uh, where we've been drawn against the big side to play on the telly in the FA Cup or anything. So being one of the first ones on BT Sport um, like that was obviously, you know, the perfect thing for BT with a club that had come down and us going up and then it coincided with their takeover and everything. So it, it couldn't have gone any better. Um mm. Really, and I think, and also there was the viral bit with the Oldham chairman as well. Did you see oh, that? In I was going <laughs> to ask that time when he was laughing about Man United. I mean, it was at half time. <laughs> he went out and did a speech that lasted for the whole half time, and um, there was a band playing, and he was on the microphone and thinking, Look, "You're going to have to hurry up because the second half's going to start in a minute." So he can have to like, up. I oh. think, to be honest with him, on that day, he probably could have got away with anything. Yeah, because it was like it was it was his day, and they were sort of like you know um, everything was geared towards Oldham. So I think he could have been there all afternoon, and they would have just happily left him to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was quite a funny character, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I saw uh, definitely the joys of non-league. Yeah, I thought yeah. that would have been the spur for yours, lot to turn them over that day. I thought. Oh, I know. He's, I know. he's just cancelled his team talk for him. Yeah, yeah, I know. I thought I saw that. I thought that was a little bit. Fu- that was quite funny, really, because you know, for a club like Oldham, they're not going to know where Dawkins not a hotbed of football, so they're not going to know where we are, you know. Um, so yeah, it was just quite funny. Um, but yeah, it was kind of yeah. They were. But I think their fans kind of got them over the line in the end a little bit, especially the way that we. If the game had probably gone on for another five minutes or so, uh, we may well have nicked a point there. Um, yeah, the way we were playing and the way we were pressing at the end because they couldn't keep the ball and it was just wave after wave of attack that we had. It's, it's, it's just uh, fantastic. But obviously, you mentioned before it's about um, obviously sustaining yourselves at this level and, and staying here. I've seen um, reports and uh, like snippets of pushing for the Football League. Do you think that's possible in the next few years or do you think it's a case of just staying here and then building a few years down the line? Well, I think the um, I think the ambition is is there, but um, the on pitch stuff has happened quicker than anything can happen off the pitch. So our ground and everything would need all those kind of developments and everything as well. So um, what's been happening on the pitch has overtaken any of that, you know, because our um, away end needs redoing because it's just all flat standing. So you yeah. have to get in there quite early to actually sort of get towards the front because otherwise you you're sort of bunched in at six or seven deep and you just can't really see. Uh, so that all needs to be redone. And all the plans for that are um, sort of going through. And But it's just these things take time, you know, because we've only had that, we've only had the redevelopment of Meadowbank for a few years. So um, it's always going to develop. We've already had new stands go in behind one goal for the home end and stuff. And just these things take time. So the ambition is there. It's just getting everything else off pitch done. And there's yeah. various other things going on in terms of building the committee, having more full-time people employed by the club to sort of run things yeah. on a match day and stuff like that. But it just takes time, as you know. You know, these things, you know, you need to... And there's no point doing those. Yeah, and there's no point doing all those things to have a really, really poor season where you end up back in the National League South, you know, and then you don't, you don't potentially need it because your attendances aren't going to be quite as big. So yeah. 
um, the sustaining at the level needs to sort of happen whilst everything else is going on. <laughs> off uh, but the ambition definitely is there. Yeah, definitely. And it's also, in it really, because yeah. three years ago we hadn't we got rid of the an owner who would have killed her basically. And we've had to start from scratch in the club itself as well. Yeah. I mean, we've got the Gated Stadium. We're lucky that what the council says, if you get things mm -hmm. sorted, you can have the Gated Stadium back. Because we got kicked out because of the old owner. Right. But we've had to start from complete scratch again mm. and build up everything in the back because we've won. Build, build reputations and friendships again yeah. in the local community, which has been the, the big thing that you have to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, as well, before we let you go, I know it's a just three G pitch, isn't it? Or is it four G? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, does the club get to make money off that through the week? Do they have like five? Or yeah. Seven I mean, it's always in use. Yeah, it's always in use. Uh, the the ground is owned by Surrey Football Association, so Surrey FA have got their headquarters there. So it's always in use. You know, you yeah. go down there uh, any any day, and there'll be all through the summer there'll be like kids coaching going on, sort of soccer schools and stuff like that at the moment. And, you know, even those like company five-a-side tournaments, they go on down there. And I think there's walking football that gets played down there, you know, because um, there's, you know, my nephew has played down there in sort of kids' six-a-sides where there's games going on all the way across the pitch, across the width of the pitch going on. So, um, yeah, it's there's, it's always in use. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but it's, it's an interesting surface because it's relatively new. It doesn't always play um, brilliantly. You yeah. know, I know that your I saw your gaffers on that interview saying about um, water in it and stuff, and I don't think we've actually got the facilities for that because it can sometimes play a bit yeah. slow because mm -hmm. it's got so much of that black uh, pellet, rubber pellet yeah. stuff on it. Yeah. Um, and um, sometimes you can see, obviously, if you see photos, um, that um, black stuff is flying up whenever there's sort of contact or somebody's had a shot. We have all the just behind the stadium. It comes all off the side of the pitch as well. You stand by the side of the game and you go home and you take in all that black stuff out of your shoes and out your socks and everything because it just gets everywhere. When you see the photos of that black stuff come up, you think the roadrunners just ran past yeah, yeah so it flies up as well, and you see the, the photographs, and it might be a shot or a tackle, and the, there's the players, the ball, and then there's the black stuff flying everywhere as well, all that rubber crumb. So yeah. it's not it's not always um, as quick, I think, as as people would like it. And you know, balls sometimes go through and they sort of grips on it a bit because of yeah. obviously the, the sort of yeah. the, the plasticky sort of coating to the balls sort of grips and almost backspins sometimes. Um, and I don't know if we forecast any more rain because sometimes, obviously, it can sort of speed up once it's a bit yeah, slippy. But, um, yeah, ho hopefully it'll be fine. You know, we've kind of got used to it. But it doesn't seem to ever be a problem opposing teams. I saw Chesterfield, that first game, their top scorer, uh, the striker that had top scored for them last season, had a bit of a knock and the manager didn't want to risk him. Lots of players yeah. don't want to risk, or managers don't want to risk their players on that surface. So, um because yeah. it, it can, it's quite unforgiving, you know, not like grass. Oh, really. I'm manager, I'm not playing on it. It's Mike Williamson's player manager, and I know I think, well, yeah. every time we play on a 4G service, he just goes, nah. Right, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, and there will be certain players that just, if there's slight injuries or, uh, you know, any kind of um, 
sort of knocks and stuff like that, they're not going to really be able to sustain that because anything can, you know, we've had players before coming back from injuries within five, 10 minutes, something's happened. They've had to come off because yeah, it's, it's, not it's too difficult on that surface. It's not forgiving at all. Yeah. And uh, so it's been amazing to have you on. Thank you very much. Hopefully we'll have you on the reverse fixture as well. Um, yeah, no, of course. The, 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 question, the burning question is, are you related to the famous Lampard football family? No, I, I was watching you guys earlier. No, I'm not. <laughs> if I'd had a pound for every time somebody had asked me that, I'd probably have about, almost about the same amount of money as him, I think. Yeah. But no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, no. If he, if he had, we could ask for a lend. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll see if he put his boots back on. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys coming? Are you coming on Saturday or? I kind of come with say trains for the start, and I kind of we kind of get out earlier. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big hampering factor. The trains this weekend. There's people coming down on a Friday and staying in hotels. And you must have sort of London-based fans and stuff, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, there's a few down there. Yeah. If, if there's yeah. 20 to 40, I think that would be a good number, considering especially what the, the travel this weekend. But uh, yeah, yeah. Just, there'll be more. Took 100 down to Dagenham on okay. the yeah. Of the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of will come down on trains. Yeah. 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 And yeah. a lot of the lads are not prepared to drive down all the way down to no, Dalton sure. back in the day. Yeah, no, that's understandable. Did you guys, I mean, before, it, before I go, did you guys know that there's a bit of a link between Gateshead and Dorkin? The player. Um, oh no, who? Did you not know that? So we've got Matt Briggs, Matty Briggs, that plays for us. Oh. He's from the northeast, and yeah. he was at Gateshead as a kid. Uh, he played in the mm. under nineteens and played in the reserves. Um, had trials at pro clubs and was about to mm. sign for a pro club, and then he broke his leg, and he subsequently sort of drifted away from the football uh, side of things. And he came to Surrey University down here in Surrey. And then he came to Dorking and he's been with Dorking for about seven or eight years now. Wow. And he's injured. He tore his, or he ruptured his ACL last season. So he won't be playing in this fixture, but hopefully he'll be fit for the January game. Because yeah, yeah. I know, I know his dad and that want to go back up there because they're based down this way now as well. They want to go back up to see him playing against. It's not Perry, Gates is it? Back where he's from. Pardon? It's not, his dad's not Perry, is it? No, his dad's, name, his dad's, no, his dad's name's Derek. No, no. Yeah, was... but yeah, Matt was at Gateshead, so there is a bit of a link there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, to, to, to say we didn't know that, so that's worth having See, on just that fact. It's all about learning. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> learn something of Lampard, senior, senior. Yeah, <laughs> as, as we see every guest, good luck for the season, just not on Saturday. Yeah, that's what everybody keeps saying to us. Good luck. I hope you yeah. do well, but not on Saturday. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what, it'd be fantastic if us and Dorgan are still in the league at the end of the season. Oh, yeah. yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay. yeah it Especially if we knock a few big teams on the way, that's even better. It's, yeah, yeah, and I think that's I think that's what that's that's what you want when you're in this division is to to beat a few of those bigger sides on on the way. You know, you had a good point against Notts County. I was just watching the highlights and stuff there. As much as I could, because the bloody kick colours were virtually impossible to work out who was who. Were like. I, um, I was in the like stand. Everyone was wearing the same kit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, that's, that's, that's the point. We had a, a good, obviously, opening day point against Chesterfield. All yeah. these clubs that are, are fancied and they want to get out of this division, but this division is not. They call it the bastard league, don't they? Because it's so hard to get out of this division yeah. because everybody can beat everybody, and it's so tough. And as you saw after. 
second weekend, nobody had won two from two. Nobody had six yeah. points because the people had been winning and drawing and dropping points. Yeah. So it's really difficult. Um, long travelling journeys, games, you know, against some of these clubs. And if we can both sort of take points off them, I think that that would result in a good season staying in the league as well, but also sort of elevating our reputations and stuff yeah. as well as much as we can. Yeah. Definitely. Get yourself planned for a weekend and when you come up with Gated. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's going to have to be a flight, I think. Well, yeah. that's easy enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of hotels. There is. Yeah. There's, there's too many. Um, <laughs> in the town on a Saturday night has got to be experienced. Yeah. I think the yeah, whole I'll squad go. should be with you myself. <laughs> Get the <laughs> whole squad up. <laughs> James, thank you very much for joining us. It's been absolutely You're pleasure. welcome. Yeah, Cheers. thanks, guys. Take Cheers. care. You Cheers. Take care, James. Nice to meet you, mate. Bye-bye. Andrew. There we go, James uh, Dalton fan there and also used to play for Dalton. Our next guest is here as well. It's uh, my second podcast husband after Mickey. Uh, hello there, Mark. It's a bit weird, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Not as weird as one of the sentences was said in the uh, commentary about having a man on your back. You, that was, you said that. Don't try and put it on me. <laughs> right. I'm going to have to do this. It's just, I think it was Ethan Pye. He had um, that the name. He was just like, I said, oh, it's it's not what you want, having a a man on your back. And Mark said, I don't know. And we just just started giggling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Mark, I was saying, we were talking earlier about the match on Tuesday. And the more I think about it, the more I'm happier with the performance and Yes, it would have been nice to get the three points, but we would have took the draw beforehand. And I just felt that the the way we went forward, the way we defended, it was a top-notch performance from top to back. I think the, the aftermath of the game, there's been a lot of talk about how poor Notts County were at times. And I think that does a massive injustice to how well Gates had played, how well Gates had pressed them, and the energy that Gates had showed throughout the 90 minutes. Now... There's a lot of talk, about, and I saw their manager's interview saying that they had a, a lot of chances first half. Um, now, it depends how you're defining chances, I guess. Yeah, um, shots on target is how I define chances. Um, well, you know, first half, I remember, obviously, Monty's made a great save from uh, uh, Corey Langstaff with a header. Yeah. Um, and, and I wouldn't deny that they had a lot of possession, but I thought what Gator did well is that they didn't allow not to get in behind them. They didn't allow them to, to break in behind, you know, because I think we all know if Matt had got in behind, then there was trouble. Um, in, in second half, I think the last maybe 10, 15 minutes, the energy levels, understandably from Gator, given the work rate that was put in. Yeah. And maybe the concentration levels to a, a certain degree just dipped. And, and I think the thing is, this was last season in the National League North I'll not name a club, but if they were playing a club in the National League North, you'd probably get away with it. But yeah. you're now playing against players that are potential football league players. Every club will have them, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's it's you know Notts County, whether it's Dorkin, whether it's whoever. These are potential football league players, and you just get punished. The, yeah. the, the manner of the the goal, the equaliser, w- was disappointing. Um, you know, and I felt for Louis Story because I just thought he was excellent throughout the game. Yeah. Uh, again, we, and I keep saying this about Louis, he's discovering a new level. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, if you watch it on the replay, he doesn't get full contact with it. It seems to skim off the outside of his boot and it's like an awkward bounce. It's just, 
horrific to watch back for him. It uh, literally, literally could have went anywhere. Yeah, could have went anywhere. But uh, yeah. I thought, but yeah. as, as, I mean, obviously Robbie Tinkler got man of the match. He was fantastic going forward in aerial battles. His defensive cover as well. He come across from right back a few times into the centre to to you know make crucial cha- challenges. But right across that defence, I know Louis Story scored the own goal, but I mean Kenton Richardson and Story were and Ethan Pye as well. I mean he had to go off of cramp. It looked like uh, late on, but the, the the performance they put in, and I still say this as well. It's not a a dig at Notts County, but they only scored through through an own goal. Let's be honest; they weren't. They didn't really pressure Monty into save after save after save. It was, you know, yes, had a lot of corners, but it, that was deflected out, and you know, clearances from Gateshead. But they didn't really put the defence under massive strain. A lot of crosses coming in; they had to work hard, but it wasn't strained. I thought, just firstly on Monty, I thought his handling on Tuesday night was absolutely perfect. Every time a ball, even in that wind, every time a ball came in the area, his, his handling was just immense. He punched when he had to punch and got good distance on them. Um, and, and, yeah, I just thought it, it's a real a real boost having him back to full fitness. Um, and, and also competing with another very good goalkeeper in Dan. Um, yeah. I've got no doubt we'll get a chance at some point and we'll... We'll take it, and then obviously you've got Rob Elliott as well, who could could play at some point. Um, but yeah, I think your point on Richardson and, and Pie is a good one because you know again finding their way at this level. Um, I thought Pie was dealing with a um, a very difficult opponent who was had a lot of pace, but what he did is he used his body really well uh, in terms of his runs. Those three occasions when he just used his body just to just to yeah. block the run, it was. Just put his body in between ball and the man, really, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I thought Kenton at centre back, I thought was exceptional. I really did. It, 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 I thought it, it was a shame that he ended up having to go at left back because I think had things stayed the way they were, you could be looking at three points. But you know, it can't be helped. But I just think the boost for those two young lads coming into the side mm-hmm. against, let's be honest, a team that will probably finish top three. Uh, and to perform the way they did is just a massive boost, not just for the lads, but for Mike Williamson, for Ian Watson, for Louis Story as well. Um, I just think, and I know it's one of them where looking at the first three games, you know, that we were talking about after the game, I mean, Dick saying that, you know, how do you look at it? Is it unbeaten or is it haven't won yet? And I yeah. think it, you've just got to take the positives now. Three tricky games against three former football league clubs. Yeah. And, Three clubs yeah. that have improved throughout the summer. For me, going unbeaten through that's a really solid start. And I look at what's coming up. Dortmund will be a really tough test, a lot tougher than I think some people think it will be. Yeah. Um, because well. you know, what Mark White's done there is nothing short of phenomenal. It's one of the the best stories in non-league football of the last sort of 10, 15 years. And um it will be a severe test of Gateshead on the pitch as well. Obviously, that's been spoken about. But then I look at what's coming up afterwards, and you, you see there's some not fixtures you would call winnable, but some that you you know you would fancy Gateshead to get points from. Yeah, you know you're going to be competitive. Well, that's been proven already. I, th- I honestly think whether you know Wrexham, Notts County, Chesterfield, whoever, Gateshead will compete against anyone. And, and I think what we do, I mentioned it last week or the week before when I was on that. Um, supporters and players and coaches need to stick together this season. And there will be times when results don't go 
the way we want them to. But it won't be for a lack of trying. I think that's what we know from these lads, you know, the players in the dressing room. It won't be for a lack of trying. They, they will give 100% every single game. Mm-hmm. And I think we could both, or all of us, could name players in the past, in the not-so-recent past, where you've looked at them in a Gateshead shirt and just thought, I think you can give a bit more. And I don't yeah. see that. I don't see that in this squad. No, not at all. And um, also the day we had some positive news that, well, we've seen a picture and it was talked about, I think that Mike Williams says, we've got it to play out if we, uh, maybe later on before we go off. But Dan Jarvis back in training. I've uh, seen pictures of one training pitch, which is another good thing to add more strength and depth to the bench as well. Um, and also the news that uh, Aaron Martin could be in contention for a week on Saturday against Wellstone. So, to have him back as well to give more options up front is another massive positive because, yes, we've got players on the bench at the minute, but one more injury in you start to look about thinking, well, what options have you got um, and how do they rejig things? But uh, positive signs, definitely positive signs coming up and from training pitch. It's been lovely to have Aaron Martin come off the bench on, on Tuesday night oh, yeah. to hold that ball up so it wasn't just keep coming back all the time. Just if someone who would have held the ball up, maybe he's got a free kick on the halfway lane or a bit further up. Yeah, I think that's something we, we missed, missed on Tuesday night. Yeah, missed someone that could hold it up a little bit in the dying stages, just try and get the ball higher up the pitch and keep it up there. I mean, we're trying to get it up towards Harris and Tom Allen, but that, I mean, Allen had ran himself into the ground, so had Paul Blackett, and uh, it was just was asking a, much, a bit much uh, towards the end, sadly, of the lads, but hey, point to point. Uh, we've got a few questions here. We've got one from Boiler Sports. Lewis Knight has also uh, been seen in picture training. That's fantastic. I didn't see that one, but good to know. Uh, we'll see him back running, soon. Well, he's still a couple of months away. Yeah, uh, Kent was clever that we dealt with Langstaff. Uh, a lot of cheeky uh, pushing and pulling just before the ball crossed into the box to slow Langstaff down. Well, I think it was a bit of uh, both there. Uh, uh, both. <laughs> I think Langstaff got a little ticking off from the, uh, the referee as well at one point uh, in the corners. But yeah, as I say, we were talking before you came on, Mark, uh, earlier on about how they didn't really utilise uh, Macaulay Langstaff uh Notts County, uh, which was quite from our point of view, <laughs> reassuring. Uh, it took a little bit off because you knew the way they were playing the ball to him, it wasn't going to be any strengths. Well, I think the way they're using him is as a um, a traditional number nine where yeah. he's playing in between the the penalty area. Now, his strength is, is going out wide and dragging defenders out of their comfort zone and, and, and then attacking the space that's left behind. And I mean, what we shouldn't forget is he's only been there a couple of months. So that they are still getting used to to the way he plays. Um, I had a good chat with him after the game for the for the non-league paper this weekend, and he spoke naturally. You would expect them to, but spoke very warmly of Gateshead and you know what they've done for him. But we had a good chat about what he expects to do at uh, at Notts County as well, and I think he is just settling in there now. So it's possibly a little bit too early to judge him on or judge the the, the team that's around him. They will get better. And again, as I say, I've got no doubt, one, Macker will be a massive success there. And two, that they'll challenge for for the title this season. I wouldn't even say just playoffs or promotion. I think they'll challenge for the title because yeah. what, what I thought they did do well and probably did a lot better than we'll see a lot of clubs this season, the way they kept on hold of the ball and the way they, they dictated large 
swathes of that game was really impressive. I just thought yeah. if they're going to unlock the top end of the pitch and get Maka playing the way we've seen him play, they'll be a real threat this season. Definitely, definitely. And well, I said uh, earlier, didn't I? If they get Ked through the middle, and about Rodriguez and Langstaff either side, they will fly. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, I'd say just uh, looking towards the weekend, of course, to play Dorkin, uh, long trip. Um, it is going to be a, a tough game, but you know they came up like us, and you've got to fancy yourself against a team that's come up as well. Um, you know that both come from a, a similar level. Um, you'd hope that we could be going to that game with confidence. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all going any game with confidence. Um, I don't, I don't think that's ever. A, open the question, but what I would say is that I think going down there, they've had a really good start. Um, they, they are, they play on the front foot, they try and keep the ball on the floor. Very kind of similar to Gateshead in that sense. They've got good goal scorers, they've added to their squad with some really clever additions during the summer. Um, a lot of them are forward players or, or certainly you know, attacking midfielders or strikers. So there will be a threat, a big threat. They've obviously got that new new club bounce in the league, as Gateshead have, yeah. and every game feels like an event. Now, you are right that Gateshead will be looking at this and, and will fancy themselves to win, but you can guarantee it'll be the same oh. the other way around, and yeah, they'll be looking at it thinking, you know, newly promoted club coming to our place. Yeah, I think it's going to be a hell of a game. I really well, they've got their first win under the belt as well. They're looking to carry that momentum forward from Tuesday night, and they had a good win, four-two winners away at Maidstone, I think it was. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 all set up lovely, isn't it? All these games. You see, it does feel like an event every game at the minute. I'll tell you something, and I know it was said tongue in cheek, but I would love to have seen them beat Oldham first day of the season after what their chairman said. <laughs> yeah, I would have loved it. Um, <laughs> but. There we go. But yeah, I think I think Saturday is going to be. I would be surprised if it was a high score and draw. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, you know, for for Gateshead, it's just a case of just stick to what they do best. I mean, the pitch will suit them as well. You know, they train on three G. Um, yeah, it's not going to be a shock to the system, really, is it? No, pr- probably the way they play will be similar to Gateshead as well. So they may well cancel each other out. It'll be, I think Mike said in his interview that. It could become a bit of a tactical battle where you're just looking for the sort of fine margins that can swing the game in your favour. So it's going to be a, a really interesting game. And then obviously moving on to what would be a great game next Saturday as well. Definitely, definitely. And also as well, a week tonight, um, there won't be a Hidomi podcast. We may try and do it earlier in the week, but there is going to be an event on next week, which is nearly as good as the Heat Army podcast. Uh, Mark Rovers, our guest here, the, the the man of the moment, is hosting the uh, talking with Ian Watson and uh, Mike Williamson and first team players at the Gated Bowling Green. Um, and it is free to soul members. It is £3 for non-soul members. Doors open at 7, 7.30 sharp start, isn't it, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. I'll just turn up one hour. I'll, just, I'll be there. He's going to be late. The um, first, first thing is to figure out where Gator Bowling Club is. So uh, it's but, just, uh, it's just. Uh, I don't know. It's just being sarcastic. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, no, yeah, half seven start, but get there for seven and put loads of money into to the barn stuff. And um, I'm sure we'll have a great night. They are always great nights, you know, Mike and. 
and Buster Rose very open about the way they see things going. Um, the, the last one we did, um, that was obviously it was it was just after promotion, I think. I think um, it was just before it had been sealed, wasn't it? At the yeah. uh, or very close to it. Yeah, it was around then, and obviously there was a great insight into the mindset of the players at that point, um, and the the sort of the mindset of the management team as well, where they were at. So yeah, get yourselves along. Um, I'm sure it'll be a a, a cracking night, and uh, we'll have a have a bit of a laugh, no doubt. Definitely a good laugh. I'm really, I'm looking forward to it. It should be absolutely fantastic. We'll be pushing it on social media all the time. Uh, we've got about. Six, seven minutes left. So if you want to send in your predictions and let us know uh, what you think will happen this weekend or if you've got any more questions to send in. Sorry if we've missed any out, uh, but I think we'll ask most of them uh, when we've been talking to guests so far. But uh, Christmas Stories put five goals in five games. Uh, five goals scored, five goals conceded so far. Entertainers. Uh, yeah, it's a, it hasn't been un- uneventful. Uh, Mickey, go on. I'll, 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 see what I'll go with my prediction first. I'll go 3-1 Gateshead. What's your prediction? Oh. I'm going to go, obviously, 2-1 us. 2-1. Mark? I'll go 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. I'm, gonna, I'm even going to up the ante and say Oli will be I'm going to say 2-2, two, two, but I don't want another draw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if you're getting a point from every game, you can't be doing something bad, can you? Um, we've got David Trons went 2-2. Two, two. We've got uh, Sam Pelton 1-1, one, one. so keep them coming in. Um, right, just trying to think if there's anything else we need to mention. Uh, Are you so... at this weekend then, Mark? Um, I'm going to see uh, Mr Fenton's first game. Uh, with, uh, Robert Spartans play Gloucester. Um, interesting appointment. Had a good chat with them today for the Chronicle and Journal. So uh, we'll see how uh, see how that goes up there. But uh, good draw Chorley for them, to be fair. Really good Chorley. Uh, draw Chorley, good to see. Um Lewis McNall getting a, a very good goal as well. So, yeah, um, yeah that'll be interesting. Um, he's definitely doing well since he's come back since uh, the horrific Who are they injury. Up this weekend, like? <laughs> They're playing Gloucester City this weekend. Uh, team, to be fair, started very, very well. Um, sat in the in the top six at the moment, I think. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a big test, but uh, it's uh, I'm sure there'll be a pretty decent atmosphere up there with, with it being Graham's first home game. Um, but yeah, speaking of speaking of atmospheres, one thing I was going to say was the atmosphere on on Tuesday was was brilliant. The backing that the lads got was yeah was outstanding from the uh, from the. the, and the, the I mean, I know. Uh, the, I mean, the phenomenal away support, but the phenomenal oh. home support. Twelve hundred in that stand, support and gated. Um, you know, it just shows you the support, the interest is there, the support is there. Let's build on it, and that's what we want to do with the podcast and also with the commentary. We appreciate everyone that listens, but if you can get down, get down, because that's where it's best. Um, it, it, you know, the way they're playing at the minute, the the, the, the opposition, uh, the lads deserve to have you there watching them in the flesh. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, but talking about commentary, I had a question from Mr Luke. I was going to read out. He had sent it earlier on, but he sent it again. We'll be doing commentary for Wellstone and Maidstone. Um, I'll Definitely doing it for Wellstone. I'm not sure about Maidstone. I think your wife might have something planned, so oh, I don't know. I've, I've tried telling her, but that's not with you, though. I and I tried telling her that it's more important, but she wears the pants. Ian Mark's um, got to keep quiet, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this the way you're telling us that your missus is replacing as a co commentator? Need someone to talk sense on Mark. Oh, 
she's gonna nip it a little more sit next to us. That's what she's gonna do. Um, but yeah, uh, so if anyone else wants to quickly send in their predictions, can do remember, please like and subscribe. They've really went up and all uh, of late, so hopefully that'll go into uh, YouTube, spreading it about a bit more, and hopefully reaching more gated fans that search for gated on YouTube or people in the region. So that'd be great if you can do that. Uh, it has been fantastic. Well, I think we'll we'll wrap it up there. Um, it's been a fantastic show, Mark. Thanks for joining us again, uh, always a pleasure. Mickey, likewise, and uh, everyone that's messaged, uh, keep doing it because it really is uh, doing something to the show. The numbers are up. We'll get more people subscribing, and that uh, can only be good for the club because we want more people talking about them. We've got another question here, and we haven't actually found this out yet. I did say Simon, uh, the Gator Ladies Manager, is but when do the ladies' season start, Mickey? Is it early September, and have they signed any new players? Do you know? September the 12th. I've heard the signings, but I, d- I don't know if I can say anything. I don't know the names. Well, we'll... Just what, I've, just what I've heard. I think we'll uh, reach out. I know Simon's busy at the minute, so... Yeah. I think we may try and reach out for it and maybe do another Monday night show next week. Um, and we'll see. But watch social media, because obviously we can't do it on the Thursday, but we'll endeavour to do one maybe Monday or Tuesday. And um, I believe... Set fourth is the first actual game. So it's Thomas Lovejoy. We'll find out. Well, we'll definitely find out next week. Uh, just leave me to say a big thank you to everyone. Uh, keep liking and sharing as ever. And uh, say if you're just catching us now, watch it back uh, earlier on or watch it live next time we're on and interact like everyone else has done. So we'll see you next time and goodbye. <laughs>